You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mela Borowski and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Thanks for having your witchy selves with us today. Today's guest is Jalen Hart, a young author publishing her first novel in August 2021. She graduated from Florida State University with a bachelor's in creative writing. When she's not writing, she's usually found creating art in other ways, such as on a canvas or through digital art. Welcome to the witchy family, Jalen. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. So before we get into the whys and hows and all that sort of stuff, I would love it if you could just tell us about your upcoming book. Just give us enough information to whet our appetite for when it comes out. Yeah, Um, so my book is titled Of Thrones and Thieves. Um, It's supposed to be released in August. It is, in the short of it, it's about a princess and a pirate. The princess gets kidnapped on her coronation day by the pirate who is paid to hold her hostage by this third party who we learn about later. However, as the princess is held captive on this pirate ship, she slowly finds that she feels more free as a prisoner than she did as a princess, funnily enough. Mm. And she grows closer and closer to these pirates until mm, something else blossoms. Interesting. And what was the inspiration behind writing this book? If I'm entirely honest, inspiration comes to me a little a little differently. Um, I was honestly just sitting in a pizza parlor with my friends when the idea just struck. Mm. <laughs> um, I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to write a story about a princess and a pirate. I just didn't have a solid storyline to go with it until yeah. one day I was just sitting there um, talking to my friends about how I wanted to write this book, and I was like, "Oh my god, this would be an amazing storyline." <laughs> <laughs> and so I know that representation was something that was a part of your inspiration as well, as far as actually getting into the meat of writing and what you chose in your book. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I found out that I was gay when I was about 14. But even before that, I never really felt connected to any of the characters I read about. If you read pretty much any fantasy, any adventure, pretty much anything, you'll know that there beneath the main plot line, there's always the little romance in between, like Percy Jackson ends up with Annabeth or uh, Harry Potter ends up with Ginny, um, you know, little things like that. Right. But it's always people who don't look like me. So I never, even before I found out I was gay, I never really felt connected to those characters and I could never figure out why. And once I figured it out, um, and I started seeking out characters who did look like me. It made me realize that if I had seen those characters growing up, if I had seen if I had seen girls getting with girls or guys getting with guys when I was growing up, it probably would have saved me a lot of heartache and a lot of struggle figuring out who I was. That's a really good point, yeah. Yeah, if I had just seen that representation um, while I was growing up. So it's not a matter of, well, I've, I've heard a lot of people say 
why do they have to make that character gay? Why do they have to push a gay agenda and everything? Or even mm-hmm. not even taking it further and saying that character shouldn't be black. Why do they have to make the superhero black? As if any of those things is out of the norm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's out yeah. of normal. Why are those the wrong questions for people to ask? Yeah, my my question back to them honestly is always just why not? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Because like that's that's how real life is. Like in real life, like not everybody is straight, not everybody is white, not everybody is, you know, cisgender. Right. And whenever you look at a group of people, most of the time they're always this super diverse group of people. Yeah. So in this world where magic exists and dragons exist and all of these fantastical things are happening, I don't want the most unrealistic thing to be who my characters are. But it sounds like you had a storyline and it wasn't like you were you were saying, oh, let me figure out a way to stick this in there. You just were writing what you knew. Yeah, I don't, I never wanted my stories to be quote unquote gay stories. A lot of stories, they're specifically about coming out or they specifically focus on the fact that the t- characters are gay. Yeah. I didn't want that. I just wanted... I wanted this storyline that is fantastical and it's amazing and they're pirates and princesses and they also just happen to be gay. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) I think representation is really just so important in media. I mean, books, movies, art, there's so much garbage information out there. And I saw something, I think it was yesterday on Facebook where someone was saying to a mother, your, your baby is so beautiful. Are you sure she's disabled? as if you know disability and being beautiful can't come together so thinking about more representation of all the diversity that you were talking about that's in the world do you think that is actually going to change culture and if so how do i think my specific book will change culture no but i do think that the more representation that there is the more that culture will slowly change Because the thing is that, if I'm entirely honest, I feel like people are so brainwashed right now because in media and in literature, we see this one specific thing. We see able-bodied, white, cisgender, um, straight characters, and we're brainwashed to think that's the norm, that's the default, that is what's beautiful. And obviously that's just not true. Right. So... Things are changing slowly. I've seen media coming out with disabled people, um, more and more media focused around POC, LGBT people, stuff like that. Um, And it is slowly changing the narrative. So I do think that the more representation that there is, the more and more that the narrative will change. Um, It will just take time. Yeah, I agree with that. And the thing is, is, You know, you said your book might not change culture or society, but your book might be a beautiful thing in someone's hands where you didn't have something and you were looking for something or just didn't feel like you could connect to certain people. It might change one person's life completely. That is my hope. Mm, That's beautiful. (laughs) Give us some background on Princess Alara. If she were here introducing herself, what would she say? Princess Alara 
she is a very anxious individual um so i'm honestly not entirely sure what she would say mm. <laughs> she is the crown princess of the kingdom metanoia she's said to have her coronation at the very beginning of the novel um however things don't go entirely as planned like I said, she's a very anxious individual, however she is very headstrong whenever she does set her mind to something. There is absolutely no way that you can ever um, divert her from that path. <laughs> but she does not feel like she's fit to be queen, which is what a lot of the novel focuses on. Um, she doesn't feel like she knows her place in the world right now, and she is desperately trying to find where she fits in. Okay. Now I was digging in your in your website and I found <laughs> out that she was an Aquarius. She is the sign of Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> so some of our witchy listeners might perk a little bit at that. Does that play into a personality at all? Did you look that up to see how that would fit? I did a little bit. I more looked it up after I designed her character, if I'm entirely honest. Hmm. But I f did find that Aquarius was the best fit for her based off of what I had written because she is a very intelligent and very creative person, but she's also like pretty overly idealistic um, mm -hmm. throughout the entire story. So I felt like that fit pretty well. I looked up some information on astrology.com and it said that Aquarians were humanitarian and mm -hmm. philanthropic and interested in making the world a better place, mm -hmm. team players, good judges of character, their air element, even though they're the water bearer. It said their colors were silver and blue. The tarot card is the star and their mantra is, I know, not afraid to take risks. And then as far as weaknesses, they rely on their mind to get them out of trouble. And when their mind won't work, they get really kind of anxious about that. Mm -hmm. They might hold grudges and they may even be a gossip or use humor to hurt others that they feel may be kind of under them. Does any of that fit? Yeah, um, I would say that that absolutely, <laughs> that absolutely fits Laura. <laughs> she does use humor to get herself out of situations, often at the expense of others. Mm. She does rely on her mind to get herself out of sticky situations lots of times throughout uh, the story. Yeah, I would say all of that is a pretty, pretty Cinderella shoe fit. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so cool, especially since you didn't look it up first and then design her around that. So it's really, <laughs> I mean, that's super interesting that it kind of comes out that way. I think that's really interesting. <laughs> is your book suited for a certain age group? What, what kind of age group would be drawn to it? I feel like it's mostly designed for like the teenage age group. I'm going for more of a YA feel. Okay. But definitely I think kind of college age, probably around my age people, for those of you who don't know, I'm 22, would probably love it too. Okay. And I mean, I love a lot of young adult books <laughs> and I'm almost 50. <laughs> I feel like I will always enjoy uh, YA novels, honestly. <laughs> Absolutely. Is this a standalone book or do you have more ideas for more books about Princess Alara and her adventures? I did write it so that there is the possibility for a sequel if I'm offered the opportunity, um, but mm -hmm. it is able to stand on its own as well. 
Okay, beautiful. So as not only a dungeon mistress for role-playing games, if people can <laughs> believe that, sometimes people are like, what? But also a writer myself, I really get lost in the world-building aspect. I mean, I'd, I'd probably love to just get hired to build a world for another writer. That's how much I love it. Are you into the whole aspect of deep and I'm and maybe even sometimes too deep like I get into of world building um the world building aspect of this definitely was incredibly interesting and fun if I'm honest I don't know if it shows throughout my novel but I built the world as I was writing it um which mm. is the opposite of what I was told to do <laughs> but I kind of built it as Alara is kind of like journeying and discovering and everything. Yeah. And I just found that kind of, I want to almost say therapeutic mm -hmm. to just be building these little countries and building these worlds and everything um, and figuring out these different cultures and everything that go along with them. So yeah, it was definitely really interesting. Yeah, I just love that part. What's something about the world where your story is set that might not be totally obvious to the reader, but something in the background that may be meaningful to the story. There are a couple of ports, little islands, that the pirates visit on their journey. Not entirely obvious whenever it's like written out, but they're able to visit these islands so peacefully because they have established a kind of alliance with them. Because these islands are so small and so unable to defend themselves from raiders that the pirates have offered them protection in exchange for free passage and the ability to like restock and everything. Oh, wow. That's really mm -hmm. cool. Let's do something fun, if you will do it with me. <laughs> so let's say of Thrones and Thieves is made into a movie. Is there an actress that you think would be a perfect fit for Princess Alara? Oh, dear. Um... I'm trying to think of the actresses that I know. Yeah, I have a hard time with that myself. I can't. <laughs> I have face blindness too, so even if I knew them, I wouldn't be able to tell who was who. <laughs> I always think that Kira Knightley would do amazing as mm. like princess roles. Honestly, <laughs> she's always yeah. my go-to. So yeah, she is always like my go-to for those kind of things. So probably her, honestly. Okay, awesome. So let's go a little bit personal with you when did you become interested in even writing at all oh god it, honestly it was people usually don't believe me when i say this but i started writing books when i was 10 which wow. is yeah it's kind of crazy um i say books but it was more like little 10 page uh super grammar filled um little stories based off of what i had already written <laughs> but um what do you expect from a 10 year old yeah, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, um, I started writing around then, and that's kind of when I knew that I wanted to write books. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and how do your parents feel about you being a writer? Oh, my mom, um, my mom is absolutely in love with it. She's been uh, posting my book absolutely everywhere. Oh, awesome. Yeah, she's been posting my book all over Facebook and telling all of her friends about it. And um, she, for Christmas, she bought me this little mug that says, uh, this is what a published author looks like. So she is absolutely in love with it. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's your favorite fiction book? Besides your own, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go with 
a classic. Percy Jackson has always been, has always hold, held like a deep place in my heart. Mm. <laughs> I've reread it so many times. Other than that, I would have to say I'm obsessed with this uh, new one that I'm reading right now called um, Song of Achilles, which is super popular like everywhere right now. Mm-hmm. It's also an LGBT romance that is based off of the Greek myth of Achilles and Patroclus. Um, and it is just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> My favorite book is an old classic, Wuthering Heights. <laughs> and I read that book every year and I would write a book my book report every single year from and I'm talking elementary school so I started reading it I I was a reader I mean I still am uh, but I started reading that and writing book reports in elementary school up through high school and I'd read it every year and write it so that's that's my thing I love Wuthering Heights have you ever read that book Honestly, I haven't. You would think I would have in school. I'm probably a little old for, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we would we would have to write reports on back in school. And I was like, yes, I love it. And everyone else was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's your writing process like? Do you have a daily ritual when you're writing a book? Or, or how does that go? Honestly, my writing process is a little chaotic. <laughs> Um, especially since I was working two jobs and going to school. So I kind of just had to write whenever I found the time. Mostly I would um, sit down and write after I had finished work and finished all of my school stuff, which was usually really late at night. And whenever in- inspiration struck me, I would just sit down at whatever ungodly hour it was and just type up an ungodly amount of words. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a little chaotic. So flexibility was important. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, I was reading um, your blog post about working the two jobs, going to college full time, which that is absolutely incredible. And you have written this book during that time as well. (laughs) Thank you. If if someone else is doing the same thing, if the, if there's someone that is struggling with trying to get their create creativity out and they're just they're working and they're going to school. Do you have a tip to be successful besides being flexible? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, have a support system. I I don't think I would have made it through those few months of doing all of that at the same time um, without the people who were supporting me and who had my back. And also just be kind to yourself because there are going to be a lot of days where you're burnt out and inspiration's not going to be there and just you're not going to be able to do it all because you're human. So the biggest thing is to be kind to yourself and be understanding about your limitations and not push it because you're only going to make the burnout worse. Oh, yeah. What advice would you give to an aspiring writer who's got this story just bouncing around their head? They want to write, but they have absolutely no clue where to start. Honestly, write. Just just write. That's, that's the only way that you're going to start is if you just sit down and rip the bandage off. Honestly, I had no idea where to start with this story. Um, I was stuck for so long. And then one day I just sat down and just started typing up nonsense and eventually I scrapped it and and rewrote the beginning and honestly that's just the best way to start is to just 
write it out. Because you're not tied to what you write. It's not like you have put it into some machine that is making it permanent. So you're just exactly. kind of like popping the, popping the cap and just starting to do it is what you're saying. Exactly. You can always go back and scrap the beginning if you end up hating it. But the thing that you have to do to write a story is just write. Mm, just write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do people keep up with everything you're doing? How do they get notified when the book is ready to be purchased? So they can follow me on my website, which is my name, jalenhart.weebly.com. Mm-hmm. Or they can also follow me on Instagram at jjaehartwrites. Okay. And I'll put all that in the show notes as well. So when your book comes out and people start reading of Thrones and Thieves, what is it that you want to kind of stick in their minds? What do you want them to carry to work and talk about, you know, at the water cooler, as as the old folks say? <laughs> The biggest theme throughout my book is that it's okay not to know who you are and that you'll find find that out eventually. So that's kind of what I want people to hold on to. Um, it's okay not to know your place in life right now. It's okay if you're stuck. It's okay if, you know, you're just kind of unsure about where to go because it will find you or you'll find it. And that's perfectly fine. Everybody gets that way. Everybody get stuck even a even a queen mm. and you'll find your place so it's okay sometimes when i'm writing i i find that even though i may be writing fantasy which is what i really love to write i will pull in things from my own life like in the, in, in one of the books that i'm that i'm working on one of the queens in fact is a hoarder mm-hmm. You know, I have a tendency, I'm a witch, so I collect jars. That's a given. <laughs> it was a joke about that the other day. But, <laughs> you know, I, I would not say I'm an all-out hoarder, even though my husband may call me that, but I collect stuff. So I have put this whole idea into my book. So all the things that you're talking about, be pulling out from this, this book that I really cannot wait to read... What if that is a mirror, if you feel comfortable talking about, what if that is a mirror to anything going on in your life? I would definitely say Alora is probably very much a mirror to myself, (laughs) honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mean, I absolutely did not mean to write myself into my own story, but I think (laughs) I did. It just happens sometimes, right? (laughs) Yeah, because she is this very anxious individual who doesn't know what she's doing right now and i'm just graduated college like a couple of days ago um congrats thank you (laughs) and uh we're getting ready to move across the country and find these full-time jobs and honestly i have no idea what i'm doing right now and i haven't uh the entire time that i've been writing this book and been preparing for this huge life change so without meaning to i think i did definitely write myself into my own novel wow huge changes going on in your life and and i'm not really surprised that there's such a mirror going on there (laughs) (laughs) any final words anything that you want to leave with the listeners i hope you love princess alora and captain kai as much as i do they are my babies i have spent countless hours with them over the last year and they are incredibly excited to be here so i hope you love them jaylen thank you for being here today and absolute best wishes and blessings upon your book 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And y'all check out Jalen's website. I love when you support our guests. And honestly, in order to change the world, we have to step up and support things that matter to you. And I'd also be interested to hear what our listeners think about this episode as always. So remember, if you go to our podcast website, you can comment on this episode with your thoughts, your questions. You can even click that little microphone and send me a voice message, which I might just use on a future episode. Take care, my witchy friends, and y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.